Welcome, everyone, to another edition of the State of Mars podcast. We'd like to wish all of you a happy Easter and Passover for those of you who have celebrated this past weekend. It is the spring break edition of the podcast, as prep is currently on Easter break. But, of course, the sports will still be continuing, and we are here to give you all of the prep athletic updates. We are sponsored, as always, by our good friends at D1 Media Pro, the number one live stream in the state of New Jersey for high school sports. With the spring season arriving, the only way to watch prep baseball and prep lacrosse is to watch on the NFHS Network. Also for this week, prep volleyball takes on Carney can only be seen on the NFHS Network. So be sure to subscribe today and get your daily dose of prep marauder action for just $10.99 a month. Or right now, you know, there's a little discounted rate, $69.99 a year. It's a good deal. You get all your prep action year-round. I, I buy the yearly package to support the guys at Media Pro and to also able to clip highlights and to watch all the games in my house when I can't attend the game. So make sure you sign up today by going on to nfhsnetwork.com and creating your account. In this week's episode, we're going to discuss all the results that happened across the program, including the track team getting, yes, another trophy, as this time they would win the HCTCA Relay Carnival Large School Championships at Kearney High School. We're also going to talk about the volleyball and baseball teams who both had, you know, really solid weeks overall. But unfortunately, both ended their weeks with very tough losses against Otapan and Bayonne, respectively. Finally, we're going to reveal who you voted for as this week's Marauder Player of the Week Award recipient. And just a hint for all you people out there, a lot of those came in. We're talking about in the thousands. So it's going to be very exciting to see who this week's more play the award winner is. And we're also going to reveal who this week's nominees are going to be. So again, you can tune in towards the latter part of the episode to listen to the Player of the Week Award recipients. But we can always be found any of your listening devices, whether that be Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, you name it, any any listening platform, we're there. So be sure to search State of the Murders or follow us on our social media profile at SOT Murders to see all of our exclusive murder content. As always, I am your host, Ren Rodriguez from the class of 2010. Let's talk about what happened. This week. So let's start off at the courts. Now, not the basketball courts, talking about the volleyball courts. The volleyball squad, who is now ranked number 18th in the state, according to the they dropped a little bit in the rankings. They took on Memorial to start the week. They would win the match in three sets, two to one. The Marauders struggled out of the gate. They would lose the first set, 25 to 18 before recovering in the next two sets 
and winning them 25 to 15 and 25 to 14, respectively. Dan Silva, 25 assists on the game, four service points, three digs. John Wemba, 11 digs, seven service points, two aces, four kills. Andrew Fernandez, nine digs, six service points. Connor O'Flanagan with eight kills. And Joe Paris with seven service points, six kills, five aces, and three digs. Then they went back on the road. They went to Memorial. Then they went back on the road to take on Dickinson right down the street from St. Peter's Prep. They were going to their building and give them a clean 2 nothing sweep as they would have won 25-21 and 25-21. So both, both sets, same score. A little bit less statistics in this one as Dan Silva only had 10 assists and 6 digs. John Wemba had 8 service points, 5 digs, and 3 kills. Andrew Fernandez had 8 digs, 3 service points. And Joe Paris had 6 kills, 3 blocks, and 4 digs. So good way to start the week. Then they come home to take on their Hudson County Froles Bayonne, who many pundits out there, many media folks have argued, is the best team in the county this season. And, you know, the Marauders will make a statement right away in this first set. I call this game. They would win the first set 25-17. to 17. But then the Bees would counter that with a big set of their own. They would win 25-19 the second set. Set up the third and final set to determine the winner of the match. And, boy, when I tell you it was an epic third set, it was an epic third set, ladies and gentlemen. It went back and forth. Point at the point, the Marauders had a chance to close it out, but Bayonne would rally. They would win it 28 to 26. Tough loss of the Marauders, but they know that Bayonne will be back on the schedule once the brackets come out for the playoffs for the counties. So lessons learned for the program. They're now four and two on the season. Dan Silver in that matchup had 23 assists, five surge points, and five digs. Andrew Fernandez had 17 digs, 4 service points, and 2 aces. John Wemba had 14 service points, 5 aces, 7 digs, and 3 kills. And Joe Perry had 11 kid kills, 7 digs, and 7 service points. So again, tough loss, tough way to end the week for volleyball. But make sure you follow them on Instagram. It's going to be at SPPVball. For all the updates, they're going to have not one, not two, certainly not three, but four big matches this week. They're going to head to number 19, Carney again. Bayonne, Carney, the top two teams, looks like this year. And Prep as well in there. So, again, those three teams are the top teams in the county. They're going to head to Carney on Tuesday. Big top 20 matchup there. Then the next day, <laughs> they get to host number six, Hillsborough. Another big matchup at the barn. Make sure you show up for that one. Spring breaks in the air, so come out. Support the Marauders on Wednesday. It's a big, big matchup at the barn. Then they head to Union City on Friday, who, when we saw them at the barn, you know, they gave the Marauders a little bit of trouble. They would also lose the first set in that one as well. They gave the Marauders a little bit of trouble. They're a really scrappy team. And then they would host number three CBA at the barn on Saturday. So, boy, you're talking about a big, big week 
for the volleyball team. This could be the defining week for the team season. You know, we're near the halfway point. There's a couple big matchups towards the end of the year before the playoffs start. But, man, you're talking about needing a statement this week, not only for county play, but for state play as well. This is the week to tune in for Prep Volleyball. I'm going to be at most of these games covering the matchups this week. So make sure you follow me on Twitter at rrodriguezspp for all the updates. And once again, make sure follow them on Instagram at SPPVball. Okay, so volleyball had the two out of three. Baseball had three out of four this week. They won a great week overall. They won three county wins, had a very tough loss to Old Tepin on Dan Cooney Day. Talk about that in a little bit, but let's talk about the three county wins that they had this week. They were first go to Hudson Catholic. They would win 10 to 2. Maskipkowski was absolutely dominant on the mound. Six innings pitch, three hits, two runs, none of them earned, and a whopping 13 strikeouts on the day. Excellent performance by the right-hander. Ulysses Ferraz, one for three, two RBIs, and two steals. Jonathan Muller, one for three with an RBI and a double. So great job against Hudson Catholic. And then a game that I did play by play for in D1 Media Pro. Six to five, walk-off victory, Union City. You know, Makai Moore started that matchup. He struggled a bit, but Nick Rapper will come and leave and absolutely positively shut the door down before the third innings of relief, only getting up two hits and striking out nine. Unbelievable job out of the bullpen by Nick Rapper. And then he would battle with Ferris, with uh, Union City's pitcher, and there would just be zeros from a third inning to the, to the bottom of the seventh, in which Ulysses Ferraz got on, Jack O'Donnell got on, and then Joe Haynes, the game-winning, two RBI, walk-off double to win it, six to five in the bottom of the seventh. Joe went two for three with two RBIs. Ulysses Ferraz, again, another great performance out of him. Two for four with a steal. Again, it was the catalyst for that walk-off. Unbelievable victory that was. And again, we talk about how important the county wins are, especially as we get closer to county play. That was a big win for the Marauders, and they would rebound the next day. They'd go to North Bergen and absolutely demolish the Bruins. 15-4 after five innings. Mercy rule. Andrew and Tigora would have a three-run inside the park home run. He'd have five RBIs on the day. Matt Corwin with a bases-clearing triple. He had three RBIs on the day. And then Max Kirk, who started the game, was filthy. Three innings pitched, one hit, and five strikeouts. Then we head into Saturday, Dan Cooney Day. A game that the Marauders would like to have back, that the Bats did not do their job. Ryan, Ryan Rapinski had an absolutely dominant performance. He gave up four runs, but he went six and two-thirds innings and struck out 14. And he came out when it was three to two in favor of the murder. So can't, can't really put too much blame on the right-hander. The, the murders only have three hits on the day. 
Couldn't do much offensively. Jack O'Donnell was the only one to drive in a run. Bunch of walks. But again, the merch didn't get that big hit. They had multiple opportunities. Bases loaded. Second and third. Just couldn't cash in. Similar to what we talked about with the Burning Catholic game in last week's episode. So, tough way to go about it. But again, the baseball team is 4-5. and five. They're trying to get their stride. I think this week, again, they have... Two more county opponents in, in Kearney today and Ferris on Thursday on D1 Media Pro. So it's going to be gonna be a tough, tough, tough battle against those two teams before they head out to Rhode Island next Saturday to take on Bishop Hendricken. So big matchup there for the Marauders in Rhode Island. The Kearney and Ferris matchups will be on D1 Media Pro. So, again, if you have a subscription, Athletes Network, tune in. We'll have those games live for you guys. And make sure you follow the baseball team on Twitter, at SPP Baseball, for all the updates, including, you know, alumni spotlights they bring in. They give you score updates. So, make sure if you have Twitter, you follow them at SPP Baseball. For the lacrosse program, they had an, another up-and-down week, but they got their second victory of the season when they took down Cranford, 4-3 at JFK Field. J.D. Farkas with two goals, two assists. Finn Price, two goals and assists. Tommy Burton with six ground balls. And Henry Walker with a remarkable 16 saves in the contest. Really held down the fourth of the Mars in that one. The next day, they'd go to Rutgers to take on Rums and Fairhead, the number four team in the state. And boy, <laughs> that, that game was something that the boys don't really want to talk about because they got destroyed in that one. We don't really want to talk about a team getting destroyed like that. Double-digit loss to the Marauders, Jude Sargent, a goal, J.D. Farkas, an assist, a new award, three ground balls, Henry Walker, three saves, and then a tough break when they took on Hillsborough on Thursday. I mean, they were down 7-5 to five after the first half. They had a chance to come back if they actually played the second half. It got called due to rain according to the cross rules. If a team is winning after the first half and they call the game, the game does not get resumed. It gets called right at that moment. So... Prepper lose 7-5, tough way to lose, especially, you know, the way they played against Cranston in that second half. You're thinking they might have a chance to come back in this one. But, fortunately, the, the, the conditions did not prevail for the murders there. Brian Kelly, two goals and assists. J.D. Farkas with two goals. Jude Sargent with a goal. Connor Cagle, two assists. And Henry Walker with 10 saves on the day. So, lacrosse team looking to bounce back. You know, try and get some more victories before the season ends. As they are currently 2-5 and five on the season. They have another two games this week as they're going to take on Madison on the road on Wednesday. Before coming back home, taking on Wanchuck Hills on Saturday. We'll have the game live on D1 Media Pro. Sadly, it's going to be a very interesting thing for me because, as I mentioned, Volleyball's taking on CBA. Big matchup there. 
Lacrosse also taking on Watch Out Cats. It's another big matchup. So you might see this guy get into double duty coverage, sprinting from the gym to the pack. If you guys know where the gym and the pack building is, it's essentially a two block distance between the field and the gym. So you might see this guy sprint for both games. But again, follow me on my profile at R. Rodriguez SPP. Throw the link to that game on DM Media Pro. Make sure you follow them on Instagram at SPPrepLacrosse for all of their updates as well. So Crew competed this week in the Lake Lenape Invitational at St. Augustine. Great job by the boys there. They ended up second place as a whole. They would be two points behind the eventual winners, Chaminade. So great job there. Want to give a specific shout out to the novice A plus bow of freshmen who won their race at 559.90. We also want to give a shout out to the second varsity bow who got first place at a time of 525.30. And another shout out to the JV A bow who got second place at a time of 556.96. For all the updates, continue to follow them on Instagram at Marauder Rowing. Again, that's at Marauder Rowing, exactly the way it's spelled. They have some great competition this week. Not really because they're on spring break. So they're on the spring break rowing trip this week. So not really too much to talk about for crew, but make sure to follow them at Marauder Rowing for all the pictures they're going to post from that rowing trip, I'm sure. The outdoor track team, as we mentioned at the top of the broadcast, the top of the episode, they would win. The Hudson County Relay Carnival Large School Championships at Kearney High. They would defeat Vernon High School 66-63. to And again, I'm going to give a quick shout-out to the 4x100 team as they would win their heat and set a school best time of 43-67. The distance medley team would also win at a time of 11:41.40. Corey Greenfield would win the 400-meter hurdles at a time of 103.96. That's a school best as well, with Noah Willingham getting second at a time of 104.42. Landers Green, again, the football star, would again dominate the high jump and triple jump, winning both with marks of 6-2 and 42.9, respectively. Priscavich would win the pole vault at 8-6. And Luca Herrera would win the freshman shot put event at 30-3-5 at as well. So you can follow all the updates on Twitter and Instagram at SPP underscore XCTF. They're going to compete this week two events. They got the St. Dom's Spring Invitational, the SDA Spring Invitational and the Blue Devil Classic at Westfield High School. Two premier events in the state. So if, they, if you're near those areas, make sure to come out, support your murders. Stay tuned next week for the results for those two races. Tennis has two matches this week in county play. They would take on Union City and Bayonne, respectively, and boy, phew, they absolutely destroyed Union City. 5-0, clean sweep across the board. Anthony Morandi would win 
6-0 in first singles. Andrew Lee would win in second singles, 6-3, 6-4. Lippo Kandakandav would win in third singles, 6-2, the, um, the team of Emmett Wilson and Patrick Grew would win 6-2, 6-0 in first doubles. And in second doubles, the team of John O and Jack Brousseau would win at 6-1, 6-1. Then they took on Rivals Bayonne again, Prep Bayonne, big rivalry, most sports. Both doubles would win as the teams of, again, Emma Wilson, Patrick Grew, John O, Jack Brousseau would each win their matches. Emma and Pat would win 6 1 6 1. John and Jack would win 6 2 6 0. But unfortunately, those were the only two matches they would win as they would go down 3 to 2. Tough, tough loss. For tennis there. And, you know, it's been a, a 500 starts the season two and two. Probably not what they're looking for right now, but they have a chance to, to get some more wins on, on, on the schedule as they take on Secaucus High School on Tuesday, Memorial on Wednesday, Dickinson on Thursday, and then Carney on Friday. So they got four matches, ladies and gentlemen. They could go to six and two potentially, depending upon how they do in their events. So for all the updates, all the graphics, make sure you tune in on Instagram by following the team at SPP Tennis for all of their updates. And then last on the deck of this week, in terms of your sports teams in the program, we have the golf team. And they've done a tremendous job, tremendous start for the golf team. There goes two out of three this week. They'd win 156 to 201 to DePaul. Kevin Gomes led the way to the Marauders with a 37. That is a plus one on the stat sheet with a par 36 course. And Garrick Shannon and Jack St. Ledger ended up in third, tied respectively, with a 39, which is a plus three on the par 36. So great job there. Tough loss to Bergen Catholic. They'd go down 160 to 164. Garrick Shannon led the way for the Mars with a 37. Got another plus one for him. Santa Petroselli with a 41, which is a plus four. And then they'd absolutely positively destroy St. Benedict's like they did to Paul. 162 to 232. Again, Garrick Shannon leading the way with Zach Mendoza having a score of 40, which is a plus four. Jack St. Ledger, Liam Richardson also with a plus five score of 41. So, yeah, not, not too shabby, you know. A lot, a lot of good things happening within the Marauder Spring programs as a whole. They have no matches scheduled for this week. So, as of now, don't expect any updates next week. But to be sure, make sure you always follow them at SPP underscore golf on Twitter for all of the updates. Again, I want to thank all the athletes out there for a good week of action. You know, a lot, a lot of a lot of good things happening. Still a couple of mixed results, but again, things are looking good. Things are looking really good through our athletic team. So good luck out there this week as everyone will compete in the next phase of the season, which 
you know, with spring break being this week, could be a good thing for our farmers. You know, put the books away, focus on your athletics for the week, and then we'll see what happens. But, ladies and gentlemen, it is time. No, 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 no. That was bad. That was bad. No, no, no. It's time for the moment you have all been waiting for as we announce the winner of last week's Marauder Player of the Week Award. So, as a reminder to you all, here are the nominees for this week's Marauder Player of the Week Award. Yeah, from outdoor track, we have Brandon Schimmel from lacrosse. We have Henry Walker from volleyball. We have Dan Silva. And from baseball, we have Nick Rapp. So, as I mentioned before, 12,000-plus votes were recorded this week. So, I want to thank you all listening out there for casting votes. Big, big vote. For this week, big votes. So now, it's time to reveal who this week's owner is. So let's get a drum roll, please. And the winner. With a whopping 63% of the votes. This senior. From the volleyball team, Dan Silva. Congratulations to Dan for the excellent start he is having statistically, and congratulations for winning this week's award. So now it is time to nominate another four nominees for this week. Yeah, very, very tough. You know, a lot of good names were mentioned throughout the broadcast. A lot, a lot of names. A lot of names. You know, you had guys like... You had Joe Priest. You had Dan Silver again for volleyball. You had guys like, you know, Emmett Wilson, John O, Jack Brousseau, Henry Walker again, making a lot of saves. Jude Sargent got the stat sheet. But these four, Landers Green as well, but these, these, these four, to me, are the top nominees for the week. So let's listen to these nominees, okay? In baseball, we have Ulysses Fraz. For lacrosse, we have J.D. Farkas. For volleyball, we have John Muemba. And for golf, we have Garrick Shannon. So again, Ulysses Faraz, J.D. Farkas, John Muemba, Garrick Shannon, all great nominations, I think, this week. So be sure to follow our profile at SOT Marauders to vote for this week's Marauder Player of the Week. And again, as a reminder, you have until Saturday, April 23rd at 11.59 p.m. to get your votes in. And stay tuned for next week's podcast to see who 
will be the winner. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for another episode of the State of the Mars podcast. No special guests this week, you know, because of the holiday. I want to give everybody a week off mentally just to enjoy themselves with the families. Take take a little break, just like the athletes and the students. You know, take a little, little break, relax, you know, focus on the one thing. Don't multitask. So I just want to thank everyone out there for taking the time to listen to this week's episode. Continue to spread the word of the State of the Mars podcast by sharing our social media profile at SOT Murders to everyone you know, and continue to check them out for all of the latest updates. As I keep mentioning each and every week, we have a lot of action for your Marauders this week, so be sure to check out all the social media updates on Twitter and Instagram to see how your Marauders are doing. We hope to see you all next week. And as always, let's go prep. Hey, this is Senior Volleyball Captain Joe Paris, and you are listening to the State of the Marauders podcast sponsored by D1 Media Pro, the number one live stream in the state for high school sports.